0: In this week's podcast, GeoThink co-applicant Peter Johnson discusses current trends in civic open data in Canada. Together with his students, Johnson has been working with GeoThink partners in municipalities across the country to explore the issues that government agencies currently face in sharing data and assessing the impact of their efforts. Welcome to GeoThoughts, I'm Naomi Bloch. Peter Johnson is an Assistant Professor of Geography and Environmental Management at the University of Waterloo. He recently co-authored a paper with GeoThink Principal Investigator Renee Sieber. Their article appears in the July issue of Government Information Quarterly. In it, the authors unpack what they see as the dominant models of civic open data today. They describe open data as existing at a crossroads. It could follow an easier route, down a one-way street of information provision or it could support more productive, two-way civic participation.
1: I think that you can see that there's a general trend towards being more responsive at all levels of government, or trying to be more responsive at all levels of government, to citizen needs, requests, desires. And I think part of that is, it's not that government didn't want to be responsive before, but I think it's more of, now it's like a top-to-bottom sort of organizational mandate in most places that we need to provide better service to our citizens. And there's tools that can help support that. I think that's maybe the big change, is that there's an expectation now that government is much more responsive.
0: Every day, governments are releasing more open data, but there are still questions regarding the true value of this data. Who's using it and how?
1: There's some really interesting findings as far as what's the value internally and then also how cities actually track the value of open data and how they provide it. And, you know, the secret is that they don't. Uh, But the reasons behind that are they make total sense in that the whole ethos of open data is that, hey, we put this data up online, you can download it, use it for whatever you want to do. We have these very sort of open, non-restrictive licensing requirements for using this data, um, go for it. So when we talk about measuring the value of open data, I think this forms a really large challenge. So, yeah, most of the cities would love to know, but they don't know beyond the, these very coarse measures like downloads, uh, page views, the type of like web analytics that you would get just by interacting with a website. Um, so that was something really interesting that came out of the research last fall. Also, the talking about the internal value of open data and how it enables some horizontal data sharing and basically bringing together data that would be in disparate parts of the organization, the municipal organization, bringing it together in one portal. And that seems like that would be a a really valuable outcome from open data, but it's sort of imperfectly realized. And there's still these data silos. There's still data that's not being shared. There's still data that is not discovered.
0: Do governments and users view civic data as serving primarily economic aims, or can we open the door to support richer forms of participation in civic life? While current models may focus on data provision or tech innovation, what the future holds is an open question.
1: One thing that I do spend some time thinking about is you know, that this potential backlash against something like open data, if it doesn't prove its worth. like A lot of hype and a lot of maybe inflated expectations around what open data is willing to do. And those need to be tempered with the, like, whatever the, the realistic expectations are, right? It's not going to necessarily dramatically change your city. It's not going to be this sort of revolution of we're spurring all this economic development. I mean, it might, but <laughs> let's be realistic here, right? I mean, these are, these are incremental changes that improve service and efficiency. And I think the jury's still out on to what degree those, those actually do improve things. It all sounds great. We've got tools. We've got cities that are getting on board with providing this. They really want to do good service to their end users. We've got you know end users who are becoming more tech savvy. But there is there is a missing part to that, right? And it's that a lot of what cities are providing is still in specialist formats. So we forget that this type of data is not really accessible or digestible by your average person. And this is the role of things like journalists come in and chew up that data and produce something that has meaningful impact. Uh, so journalists are a great example of your sort of traditional infomediary. But there's other actors who are now in that space as well. So there's different private sector companies who want to sit in between the. Government data and the end user or nonprofits. They have a specific clientele that they want to serve. Okay, we've got some data on homelessness and affordable housing. We're going to take that data and we're going to create a report that's, that speaks to our potential donors. I think there's ever increasingly pressure on government to do more with less. So the prospect of being able to deliver a higher level of service or new services or in demand services while costing less or doing more efficiently, I think that's a real. Option for cities to explore,
0: GeoThoughts are brought to you by GeoThink and generous funding from Canada's Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council.